0: Back in February 2021, Wilson Lawrence and I were talking about whether there'd be an option to kind of move my podcast for Row Along and add something to it by having just a regular chat that you could listen to while you were rowing rather than it being one of my structured workouts. So what we did was we got together one Thursday evening, him in Austria, me at home with my brand sparkling new Zoom subscription and basically just had a chat for a while. The plan was to see if it worked, that I'd then expand it and do more of them. But to be honest, what I worked out in the end is I just don't have time for that kind of thing. So this ended up being just a one-off between Wilson and me that I've been sitting on since February but I have just spent some time speaking to the folks at the Broken Oars podcast basically they are doing what I was thinking of doing so they talk to people about rowing and go through lots of great chats and then you can basically stick that on while you're going for a row now I did one of these sessions with them so there's going to be one of them coming out soon that has me in the episode so I thought that this was probably the perfect time to get round to actually releasing the chat between Wilson and me because frankly it's been a bit rude that I've been sitting on this for the past five months haven't released it maybe the guy thinks that I didn't enjoy the chat but I had a lovely time talking to Wilson he's an amazing guy and he does do his own I'm not sure if it's a podcast but he does his own chats with one of his friends that if you know him you might want to check out because it's quite interesting well it's very interesting let's not say quite so here we go then with a completely uncut chat between Wilson and me. And like I say, if you want more of this kind of stuff, check out the Broken Oars podcast available on all podcasts. So I mean, do you want to just do this as though it's as though we're actually going to properly do this? <laughs> as let's of...
1: just it, let's just do it. Let's just do it unstructured. And yeah. I promise I won't say any I won't say
0: anything rude. Okay, yeah, let's try and keep it, yeah, we'll try and keep this uh, uh, non-explicit, whatever the, 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 yeah, the There's no is. such thing as, there's no such thing as try. There's <laughs> uh, do, I know, I know Yoda was, Yoda was right. Ah, yes, you got
1: there before me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah. So we'll do this, and then what I'll we'll do is at the, at the very end of it, I'll, I'll record a, a kind of an intro thing and see see how that works. But yeah, yeah, well, let's, let's make it up as we go along, it's the, the first time round, it'll be, it'll be interesting um so yeah so what's your background then because we did, we never really got into that last time we spoke at, anyway i know you're army i know you're now crossfit heavy but w- w- where have you come from and what are you doing
1: <laughs> okay serious time where do i come from i normally ask i I normally answer that question with, uh, I mean, I mean, from, I mean,
0: where'd you come from from a from a, a sport perspective
1: let's let's it's not a it's not a biography i, 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 know, I know i, I mean sundays <laughs> yeah, like, is crazy day for me okay from a sports biography when i went into the military i was this very very skinny dweeb um really my my arms were like that you know like two um, I had legs that looked like two bits of straw hanging out of a barn loft and um I went into the infantry junior leaders battalion that was uh, in Shorncliffe, which is near Folkestone and um of course yeah I mean it was great you're there with all of the guys and stuff like that but when it came to fitness I was about as much use as an ashtray on a motorbike, really. I I I died every time. And we were doing like force marches along beaches with kit and everything else. And it, yeah, I and and that nearly broke me, believe me. And um, but I was a good sprinter. Oh. So um I kind of like they recognized um that I was athletic because I first started doing high jump. And um, I can't remember what my my heights were. Um, and then I did the, I think it was the 400. No, they put me in the in the 100, and I qualified with um, what I believe was back then an international qualifying time. Um, and then my coach said, "Yeah, the, the the 100, it's not your race because it's almost as if you're you're getting warmed up at the 75 meter point." <laughs> and so they put me in the uh, uh, 200 meter which still really didn't um, satisfy me. And then I did the, I think it was the 110 meter hurdles. I mean, I was never, ever serious about any of that stuff. I'd just get up and do it. I wouldn't even train for it. And um, so I then represented the army. Uh, sorry, I represented my battalion, then I represented the army, then some brigade or something. It was just like, oh, you know, uh, Private Lawrence as I was then, you know, will you go and, yeah, no, it's, it's no problem. It was a day out of the camp and, and stuff like this. Until it was 1989, and we got to Crystal, we got to Crystal Palace, and I just thought it was just going to be another um, athletics meeting, but actually it was the Parcel Force Games, and I was running the 400 against Linford Christie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I will send you a picture. I'll send you a picture later on um, of me and Linford. It was yeah, uh, but in those days I had an afro, so please don't laugh. Uh, please don't laugh. And um, what a nice guy. So I was like um, training and running with people like Linford Christie, Chris Akabuzi uh, mm-hmm. back then I don't know what ever happened to him met Daley Thompson a few times oh, wow. and things and, and things like this but I never ever took it seriously never. Wow. So it's- I was more I was more on the athletic um, 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 side mm-hmm. um, and then that kind of like went down the river because they said that oh you know your your high jump technique would be better if you did uh was it the western i was doing the flosbury flop i think it was called uh uh-huh. and uh or was it the western wall i can't remember which one it is the one where you go over on on your back and you kick your legs up i can't remember it's that's, so that, long ago
0: that's the flosbury flop isn't it that's the that's the
1: flosbury Fos- flop so I was doing the Western role and they said, yeah, you can get, you can get higher. And so they tried to take, but I had all of this programming going on in my head, but halfway over the bar, I would try and convert the technique into the other technique. And it completely screwed up my, um, my uh, high jump career because I just couldn't, I just couldn't convert. So, it's, so what that says is that everything for you has
0: been about explosive, like, because the high jump is that explosive thrust of power up, and like the the one hundred, the hurdles, the four hundred, that's all short ex- explosions. Was so that what then ultimately got you into proper kind of power training stuff into the the, the world of it...
1: it- I think it uh, came from before then, because if you've ever had a mother like mine, you learn how to run, (laughs) believe me.
0: Not a a jog, like a proper sprint. (laughs) Oh oh my
1: God, yeah, yeah. You know, if you saw my mum, you know, the huge frame of my mum standing on a balcony saying, Wilson, come here. And she'd always play this game with me where she would have, um, let's say, something small, like a box of matches, not that she smoked or anything, and she'd put it on the side and she'd say, put it in my hand, you know, and I knew I was going to get a good hiding because back then you could give your kids a good hiding and rightly so as well, because I mean, I was a bad kid. And uh, if she couldn't catch my wrist, then I would run, but she could always run me That My mum could run faster than me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, then I tried football and rugby, but uh, it wasn't really my thing. Um well, rugby more was okay but football I would just start fighting and everything else <laughs> Um then we did the military fitness which I hated but actually if I if I turn the clock back most of the 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 stuff that we did in military fitness um, was very very similar to what CrossFit became okay you see um uh, you know a lot of the you know squats and holds and thrusters and and and, and stuff like this. I mean it's much more refined now. Uh-huh. Um, and I never ever thought I'd be doing this. So to cut a very long story short, I went into back uh, into training. Um, I liked training. I got with some guys in Swindon. Um, I just ne- I just never took it serious. I just never had a plan to to sculpt my body or to, I just, I just went for something to do. Mm. And, um, then (laughs) here we go. Then I was spotted by a talent scout who got me to model. Mm. And, um, then I was, Kind of like doing underwear modeling and stuff like this. I just thought, oh, what's this all about? Then you know, somebody's taking photographs of me. That's that's all right. You know, I've been on the telly before, so yeah. So I was I was doing that. So it was it was only from the mouth down uh, uh, downwards, and they were complimenting me and everything else. And then that's when I realised that I started uh, that I had an ego. So I started really training, and um, then I realised I didn't like conventional gyms, mm. um, and, and that kind of uh surfaced when I moved here to Germany because you got these guys going in the gyms with their flip-flops and their ultra expensive um shorts and tops on with you know with perfect hair and everything else sitting on the machines doing a set you know on the phones taking selfies and I just wanted to punch the living daylights out of them because if I want to use a machine I'm not going to wait for some muscle Mary to
0: yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you just sit there and there and the it's the phone thing's what gets me is that yes, especially when, when you know that what the plan is is to do like they're gonna do five five reps or whatever, one minute rest and mm-hmm. and you and you even say to them when they're on the phone you say listen can I swap in when you're doing your minute and a half rest here can I do my set and then we can kind of rotate and they're like no and you're like what and it's because the guy wants to just sit there in the seat playing with his phone rather
1: yeah, than, yeah. Think, so yeah I can I can understand. I I learned I learned a good technique. It's it's called cool because um, of course I'm an ex member of the Royal Anglian Regiment, you know, and I'm a, a former team team commander. So you know I'm like no okay, I, I have to be careful how I say this. So I just stand over them. I said, you don't mind if I just do a quick set, do you? <laughs> yeah. And nearly every time they say, oh yeah yeah sure no problem, and they would move. See, so, yeah, obviously you're, I, I must be too much of a, a,
0: a wilting violet, I'm too apologetic, I kind of say, "Oh, what do, whereas if you, you, you're basically just telling them, get off and let yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, I suppose, you know, it comes from, you know, learning how to project authority and and, 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 and stuff like this, but uh, but I didn't like doing it, because you shouldn't have to do it, oh, and okay. so um, I was between gyms, and I don't know where it came from, this idea, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd seen an ad or something like this for for crossfit i'm like oh you know that looks all right yeah. and where i live in the mountains i just thought no it's 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 not going to be possible it's either going to be in munich which is an hour and a half uh, north of me or it's going to be in vienna which is three hours the other way over the austrian border and then i uh, a friend of mine said yep there is a crossfit it's in salzburg which is 30 minutes drive for me so i rang the number and i said "Oh." Um, I said, "Do you practice that thing they call CrossFit?" Then I was really dumb with how I said it, and the guy said, "Wilson," and I was taken aback. I said, "Yeah, that's me." He said. I said, you obviously know. He said, yes. He says, you don't know who I am, do you? And of course, you know, they've not given me their name and I can't uh, remember the name. And he was actually one of the head coaches at one of the gyms that I trained in in Salzburg. And he and his brother, who were former American football players for the Salzburg team, they were the ones who brought CrossFit to Salzburg. Wow. Wow and okay. that's how and that's how i that's how i got and i thought i was fit and the first time i went and i did my free tryout honestly i nearly died it was so, <laughs> yeah. that's the first time i ever even
0: saw a c2 rower as well all right that's the thing is i mean i I'd, I'd always look at crossfit from a from just literally just from the rowing perspective we're going to think oh what workouts they do but when you actually look at some of the functional things that, that they do there you just think Good grief these guys are like all just monstrous ability over the over your body like I, I, I've learned how to go up and down on a rowing machine relatively well but the moment I I can't remember what I was doing the other, the other day it was like it was a pull-up or something I was I was doing and I hadn't done one for three or four months and I had zero muscles because to actually pull myself up even though I can go fast that way none that way and I think that's what i love about crossfit is when you look at the 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 total amount of workouts that you do it literally is every single muscle in your body firing and in, in every single workout it's just
1: it's a it's, it's yeah a thing to... i think the technical description of crossfit is it's functional fitness using the full range of motion of every limb of the body mm. that's what it, uh, that's what it is i mean I no longer do it in in the uh, capacity that I used to do it. Um, I've I've changed to calisthenics because, you know, I just thought for me now at my age, um, I don't want to be doing kipping pull-ups. I don't want to be doing bar muscle-ups. I don't want to be doing overhead squats, which is like, you know, in CrossFit, it's the ultimate thing to be in the bar muscle-up or the ring muscle-up um, uh, gr- uh, group. You know, it's it's like the the ultimate movement that every CrossFitter can do, you know? Of yeah. course, I can do it, but I just don't see any point in doing it. And and it was the same with the overhead, you know what an overhead squat is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks absolutely amazing. So um, I, to prove my point, uh, one Christmas... <laughs> I went into uh, the gym, I said, let's, go, let's do a photo shoot, because actually I became the face of um, CrossFit in southern Germany and uh, part of Austria, because I became the, the, um, the announcer for all of the outdoor events. Nice. And so uh, that's why I know so many of the, uh, the professional and semi-professional athletes. Uh-huh. And I said, let's do a photo shoot. So I, had, uh, I got two of the hottest girls yeah, in naughty Santa um uh costumes yeah i will send you the pictures you're not gonna you're not gonna believe this yeah and a couple of the guys and they do this thing called grampus which is a pagan thing where they dress up as devils and they beat beat the hell out of you yeah, um right. kind of thing and i got these girls in stilettos doing overhead squats and we had a photo shoot it was like the most awesome photo shoots ever but the, yeah these crossfit girls they don't mess about yeah
0: see the way i mean that's the one thing about crossfit that does put me off though is i do look at a lot of the moves is you have to be an expert you have to basically hit the ground running in crossfit where you can't just go in and, and it just feels to me that everybody that does it knows what they're doing that there isn't a a a way to kind of ascend up through the ranks. It's like you should be instantly the moment you you get into the box. Your t-shirt should be off. You should have the grease paint all over you. You're doing overhead squats and handstand press ups and things. And, and I was thinking, it, it's actually as incredible as it is to watch. It's also incredibly daunting that I'd never go anywhere near a CrossFit box for that reason.
1: That's rather unfortunate because that's not actually the case. Yeah, but it's just, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. And what CrossFit gave me was um, you, never, you never wait for conditions to be right before you start something or all you'll ever do is you'll wait. You'll join that queue and you'll wait. Because CrossFit, I can imagine, uh, when some people look at it, is very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like I said to you, when I went to CrossFit Salzburg, which was the first CrossFit box uh, official CrossFit box in 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 Salzburg. When I first went there, you know, I walked walked in there. You know, I'm an ex Royal Anglian, and you know, I'm, I'm a Viking, and I've done this, that, and everything. And you know, I'm trained, and I I can run with a dagger in my mouth and everything else. Within the first five minutes, I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on the floor, but I, I I I kept at it because CrossFit has given me probably more awareness of my physical um and in a way mental abilities than any other training system has okay so just because you have to focus on you have to focus, focus on, on the, I mean technique focus. yeah technique i mean really the athletes are are, are testimony to the, the the quality of the the coaches and instruction that you get in the box Okay. Okay. So I've always been lucky um, with, with the boxes that I've been in <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> with the, um, and I've had good instructors. I've had good coaching. The community has always uh, been great. Although sometimes I felt this community thing in CrossFit, you know, that was an issue that I had myself, but no, it, it, it's given me so much. And even now that I've, I wouldn't say I've walked away from CrossFit because I'm still going to be the announcer um, for uh, for events. Even now, I automatically find myself doing CrossFit workouts here on the swimming pool. Mm. You know, I've got a C2 rower, an Assault Airbike um, in, 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 in the gym here. I don't use any of the other uh, machines. It's only that I'm skipping a lot and, of course, now I've met you, yeah, you've perfected my rowing. What they need in each box is a John. Well, if yeah, if I could just
0: split myself up that way. I did, I mean, I, I spent, um, what, how, was it two years ago? I spent quite a lot of time coaching some CrossFit rowers I'd, like in, in their box. I kind of went in and kind of lined up all the machines in a semicircle and I'd kind of say, right. And it's interesting that you could tell the ones that, were, that weren't that keen on learning technique. But the funny thing is that it was all the really powerful fit guys were the ones that were just, say tell me more tell me more how can i get better at this that yeah. and and it's like it's what you said before i guess and what you said before but this idea that you absorb all this information because you need to focus and concentrate on what your body's doing and if if there's an, an expert there telling you this is what to do then you wouldn't argue with it you wouldn't say well actually i I've, i find that not using my legs at all is working perfectly well for me <laughs> and, and just and cuz that's the thing half these guys i would open their eyes at the, the the idea of pushing with your legs, they all thought it was like, but this- uh, That's it,
1: that's it. So for me, it was all about, um, and you're going to laugh at this next bit because um, of course you see somebody rowing and you think, it's easy, I can do that. You know, it's just pulling this handle backwards and forwards, you know? You don't think, you, you know, you're pushing that machine. Like you said, it's like you're pushing the thing through the wall in front of you. And as soon as I had, um, adopted that, honestly, I could instantly feel mm. a difference. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And so, and I've always, I've always not, well, I've not done it that way. You know, I've done it the way that I thought, you know, was 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 okay. And you don't get technical or... I must say I was never really given technical um instruction on how to row efficiently of course I could get on there and I could bang out five kilometers my average stroke per minute would be like 32 and people were going Wilson what the hell are you doing and I'd be completely dead afterwards you know and I learned that only because when I, I, I cannot row unless I've got something going on in my ears now I'm I grew up in the in the 70s and 80s to soul, disco, funk and jazz. Mm-hmm. So I'm like that, uh, I row to beats. And the interesting yeah. thing is that when I started rowing with you, I was no longer using those beats and my strokes per minute dipped.
0: Ah, uh, because you no longer had the beat to chase.
1: Exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Um, rowing with, you know, if you're rowing to a bit of Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, <laughs> oh man, you can pump out two, um, 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 two kilometers in under seven minutes.
0: Yeah, I just, I know, I know.
1: I, I think the first time I ever
0: broke seven minutes, I think it was, um, propeller heads, um, on Her Majesty's Service, it's like a, it's a doom dum 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 and it's just, yeah. complete, and it's just, it's just onslaught of sound, and you just, basically hanging onto the machine just rolling along to this this noise that comes through and it's just yeah I think the inspiration you can get from music to push you on that little bit more it's like if I do a a, I think it's a one minute test Um, I always stick on um, Foo Fighters Pretender because the last kind of the really loud fast bit at the end of, of that song last bang on a minute so as it kicks in, you kick on the row, and you're just—it's it's growing and growing, and you—yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: You, and you came along and took all that away from me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. So right, so you—you you did row, it, like
0: in the CrossFit days, you did row, but it, it was—it was always just as part of the CrossFit regime, rather than actually concentrating on rowing. Whereas, exactly. Whereas now that you've come out of the CrossFit stuff and you're you're now training on your own, you're mm-hmm. concentrating more on the rowing side, at least. at least. Or at least your concentration is more there when you're rowing. It's not that you're... Yeah. If you could, yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, you'd get on a... You'd do, let's say, a team workout in a, in, the, in the CrossFit box and uh, you've got to row 10 kilometres, but you're, you're doing it in, like, relays in your teams of two or three or whatever. You know, and... Um, they're always putting the slider up to 10. And I'm like, "Oh, come on, what are you doing? Doing that for? Because there was this misconception for a lot of people of the functionality of the slider. Mm. You know? And I thought that was normal. So, Wilson gets on there row up straight up to 10 no problem for me i'd get on there until i you know youtube is a great source of information i get onto youtube and think great use of the slider and i'm absolutely devastated you know from what i've uh, from what i've learned you know and um and of course the lower that slider you see the lower the slider the the lower the slider number you don't think what you think is that's more like oh it's just it's just easy it's for it's for lightweights but it's not I know no. I
0: mean it, it, the the biggest mistake really is giving it numbers one to ten because everyone your ego just goes well 10 obviously I'm gonna row it there because I'm a big man I mean I get before before I knew what it was doing I'd stick up to 10 thinking that's what you had to do and if if there's nobody there to tell you um, then you you just don't know any different but the thing is I think loads of people describe it as like um, gears on a bike which is technically is correct down at one it's like you're in the big granny gear and up at 10 you're in the small ring but granny the, gear <laughs> but the, the two, two reasons I don't like that kind of way of talking about it is one I mean you can like if I go out on a bike ride I, I'll sometimes stick it onto the small cog big ring so I can really get a power workout of it. And you know you're re- responding because your, your, your legs are burning and, and, and you're going dead fast. And it's like, this is really working. And I, But it's too, it, you don't get the technique and kind of injury likelihood when you do that on a bike whereas on the concept to rower if you're because there's so much going on mechanically when you take a rowing stroke if you whack it up to 10 and you're too busy pulling with an upper body into your lower back the potential for injury is massive i just think just because of this ego-led thing of whacking it up to 10 thinking that's what it should be i mean the, the skill row i think has what does that have the skill row dial says um it's, I know it's definitely power on one side I think it's rowing on the other side and that's a little bit better because it's like well, if, you, if you if you're in the middle area then you're more like a rower with a little bit of power whereas you're still going to get the ego guys going well I'm a powerful guy so I'm going to stick it mm. on so yeah it's, it's a shame because I think also whacking up to 10 all the time is what makes it really hard really not enjoyable it's what when you hear people saying, "Oh, I rode for a while and then I came had a sore back. It's because it's been up at ten. And yeah. so that's the problem. If these people would actually stick it down at five, then
1: yeah,
0: I'm sure they'd enjoy it a hell of a lot
1: more. but I mean, I'm really, really grateful that I found found uh, found the indoor rowing and then found you afterwards um subsequently yeah. um, because it's I noticed that I mean I've always done a lot of rowing, yeah, always. But since I've been doing your row-alongs, I think I mentioned it on the feedback video that I did the other day, I've dropped nearly four kilos in body weight. Which is, and, and I mean, we were talking about that before, and it's, it's definitely,
0: it's fat that's come off. It's not, not that I'm saying you're, you're fat, but it's not like muscle loss from From not my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's not, because if, because right now I, I'm not doing any um, weight training at all. And um, I've lost quite a lot of weight because I'm not doing weight training. I know it's because I've lost muscle mass. It's got nothing to do with fat. Mostly because I do like the tests on the scales and it's like, it still says one at a time, please. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but so for, for your growing stuff, is it? it's definitely fat loss that's...
1: Definitely. Yeah, because I mean, I'm... Uh, okay, I don't have my dog anymore. He unfortunately passed away nearly two years ago and I was doing like anywhere between 10 and maybe 15 kilometers a day in walking walking with him. That's uh-huh. in two walks, yeah? Or, or we'd go mountain, because bi- fortunately I had the breed that I could go mountain biking with him, I could go running with him, oh. I could go swimming with him. He would do, yeah, and he's even done CrossFit wads um, um, uh, with us when we're doing outdoor, and he would carry a, um, a 1.5 kilo uh, wooden dumbbell that i used to give him and no he wasn't a pit bull he was a um he was a Magyar vizsla a hungarian vizsla mm. yeah. beautiful dog that's him that's him behind me that's his uh collage of shots and um and so I, I i i've not been as physically active uh perhaps on the aerobic side but i was doing strength training i've always done my mobility so i think that maybe i did put some Hat on yes and then you've got corona time and I love cooking I cook every day um, and of course you know I'm a black guy I like my chicken rice and peas um, as well and so uh, I took the opportunity to make sure that I'm, with- I'm looking after my nutrition but I did gain some weight and I noticed that uh, because most of the time as well I wear kilts right nice. and then when I went back into jeans I thought my got these tight (laughs) (laughs) and I thought it was from all I thought it was from all of the squats yeah anyway so I started rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and this weight would not shift Mm. um and then of course when this happened then all of a sudden it starts dropping off me
0: yeah
1: and this two things (laughs) two things you gave me the app erg data Uh and i'm thinking oh i I love i love stats yeah (laughs) so so egg data was partly responsible and then i got my uh, little holder for the phone that goes on top of the pm5 you know i'm a a geek when it comes to gadgets and i just loved having everything and that was enough and then of course you were the icing on the cake and it's like roll along with with john I, i call it my valdunican time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <that> right? Right. <laughs> and yeah i'm just rowing and rowing and i can't believe how much i'm rowing i don't even use my assault air bike anymore just because it's because the thing is it, by signs as well by signs of things and
0: also looking at one of your early videos the difference is what kind of what i was saying is that you were before you were very much an upper body the legs were kind of there but not really whereas now that you're using your legs as well you've suddenly got the entire you, you, you're adding 50% of your body into the activity you're which means mm-hmm. that your calorie burn is going to be massive compared to what it was before and yes to, and, and yeah and that kind of thermogenic effect that you're going to get from working that hard and then the afterburn when you're done after you after the row, that's going to be exactly why you could if you compared exactly the same sessions you were doing four months ago if you did exactly the same one again now with your new technique then it'd be incredible to, to kind of compare your calorie burn for the two because yeah by using more muscles and refining them all and it's yeah, it's great to see it. it's, it's incredible that you've lost that much weight and just
1: you know I mean I was uh, I was doing this row which was I mean I'm an extremist <laughs> you know and somebody gave me this um, workout which is um, every minute on the minute you just row. okay and um, of course I've got my music on. My 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 uh, my playlist because I've got a rowing playlist which is finely tuned, of course, for me to do anywhere between twenty-eight to thirty-two strokes per minute. Okay, um, with different songs, and I'm rowing to this. And so it was like sixty-six minutes is the duration of this workout of one minute on, one minute off. Right. You know, and I could I could sail through that. And my slider is on nine or ten. No backache, nothing. I just got used to it. And I'm just thinking, how inefficient. Yeah. Were these workouts.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. That's, the, that's the other things that we're having up at Max Drag Factor all the time is that it really does cause this inefficiency where, in order to kind of row against that weight in the machine, the, the things that people are doing in order to 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 move are completely wrong. It's actually. Mm-hmm. Have you done the, the Have you done a test where you put it all the way down to the bottom, try and. No. Move, you should try that, see, and try and see how fast. So you do it at, um, run about, say, 24 strokes a minute. So you want to you want to be at a stroke rate where you feel like you've got some flow. Because um, the, the problem with 18 and 20 strokes a minute is that because it's so slow, you can kind of, you almost have to artificially get yourself into these positions through the stroke, But which is good. It's, it's why the why they're there is so that you can work on the motions. But when you get to kind of 24, 26, maybe 28, uh and stick the lever all the way down on your machine to to the the bottom and then try and get as much power out of every stroke as you can um it's really interesting because if you miss the connection and i mean try it try it with all the different stroke rates go down to 18 and see what it's like and then go up to 30 um and just because if you miss that point where you actually hit the drive with your
1: legs and connect to the handle you just go nowhere if you've got zero drag and it's that, 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 was a, that was a major turning point for me, because I could never sustain 22, uh, between 20, any strokes per minute from 22 up to 28, I could never sustain. I could never do it. I would always be three or four above, always. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought, okay, listen to John, yeah, listen to him. And actually, I was mirroring... I don't know how tall are you. How tall are you? I'm five... I'm
0: right about 5'11". I'm kind of 178 centimetres. Oh, okay.
1: You're a bit Hobbit-sized compared to me, then. (laughs) All right, so... uh, (laughs) No, I'm taller than you. So what I would do is I would completely mimic your body action. Yeah. And that's how I did it.
0: I mean... Uh, yeah obviously that gives you the perfect sort of yeah don't don't mimic me too far with the whole stupid shoulder roll in and whatever no 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 this is this is, this is one of the reasons that the row along videos are well there's two there's two reasons why the row along videos are just that side-on shot of me rowing the first one is because i'm lazy and it means i don't have to worry about editing different camera angles to try and uh, make it like fancy, but the, but the thing is, is that by having just that view in front of you for the entire session, it means exactly that. That you can, you, you if you want to, you can just kind of think, well, hang on, what where where is where are my shins? And then you think about yourself, well, I, what what would my shins feel like, and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's actually there's a um, it's an arpat. There's a guy I'm in, in touch with, and he has a a GoPro pointed at him when he's rowing, and has that screen as well. So that he can see a side-on view of himself and compare what he's like to what I'm like. If you think, well, hang on, this is getting a little bit data-heavy here, but but it's kind of, it, 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 I mean, I'm not saying I think I've got a stroke that's probably around about 85 percent good. There's I've got a couple of issues with my my back and my shoulders and whatever. But if you can, especially if you've got one of these upper-body pool-only strokes, if you can emulate what I'm doing, hopefully it's going to drag you a lot closer to having that kind of efficient, powerful stroke. So it's good to to know that's kind of what helped you anyway.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, but you see, I mean, it goes back to my teens when we all learned how to dance. You know, Mm. you would copy the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And then so you'd you'd model the other person and then you would um, put your own style on top of that if it was something to do um, with dancing. And I'm very rhythmic. I think it's the right word I haven't used that word for a long time I've been (laughs) in Germany too long yeah I'm very rhythmic so I'm able to sustain a rhythm on my own so a lot of the time and now what's happening if I'm rowing with you I can close my eyes and I can just listen to what I'm hearing in my earbuds I can open my eyes 30 seconds later bang 22 strokes per minute yeah I mean this is the thing I I
0: said the word before but flow is just so important and it's one of these things that can be frustrating for the rower and actually for someone trying to teach someone if they if they don't have that sense of rhythm about their body and they don't have that that flow about knowing that it's like a that drive and then flow Mm. back in drive flow back and they're the ones that you see that kind of go (laughs) because because they, they just don't have that inbuilt kind of rhythm about how everything's like tai chi how how everything moves into the next part you're never actually actually stopping and then you see the, the kind of jerky emotions but the things everyone can eventually develop it it's just trying to knock out those cues that someone else has told them I you've think. got to
1: let go you've got yeah. to let go yeah and, and you've got to you... get it. yeah another big shift for me sorry was you um <laughs> I was laughing so much on the rower. (laughs) I don't know what the guy thought behind me, because you were doing, your arms have to be like a zombie. (laughs) You know, and I'm thinking, I wonder if he's been watching The Walking Dead, you know, because I binge watched the hell out of The Walking Dead so much that I started dreaming about it. And that was it. That was enough for me. And so I started doing it. And then once again, there was this kind of shift in my technique, you know, straightening the arms as soon as you can and let it you know being relaxed and making sure that yeah it was just i mean like discovering something that's always been there but how can i say it it's it's come very late mm -hmm. like why did i not know this 10 you know 12 years ago why i know you know know? yeah i mean i think this
0: is the wonder of the the internet and and youtube and everything like this is that now there are these options to kind of spread out there but then the things for rowing my approach anyway is trying to think of a way that i can put it across with these stupid little ideas of like zombie arms or the carrot stuck up your bum or not heard that one yet oh as, as, as you as you come to the front you want to be in a kind of a you don't want to be slumped down and rounded you want to be kind of nice and and powerful up and, and whatever and what i say is it's you basically imagine you've got a carrot stuck up your backside and you don't want to snap it so you're very kind of like oh here we go oh, oh. but you're, you're not
1: bolt upright like ready you've got to edit this bit out right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. gonna> stay. <laughs> um Actually, I mean, we had a certain conversation, of course, and I, you know, the I'm I'm now thinking of you know a carrot stuck up my my, my rear passage, my back <laughs> passage. I mean, what must that feel like to roll with? I don't know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a t-shirt that says "Don't snap the
0: carrot" and things, so it's all. It's all, <laughs> it's all it. Yeah, but if I can it, try and and get a, a way to, to imagine it, a because a lot of the times, if you can just visualise in your head what it's supposed to feel like and that's the thing with the zombie arms is that actually I think that that works apart from
1: uh, yeah it does work it does work John you 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 don't have to try any harder because you know I'm a very simple man (laughs) I don't like complicated Mm. rules you know complicated instructions and you are doing it in the most perfect way possible
0: I hope so I mean I, I, I also understand that kind of say in like a 30 minute row I figure maybe about 10 minutes worth of the stuff I say will kind of sink in and people will think about and the rest of it is just going to be white noise and that kind of it, it's just it, it's I'm keeping your company while you row, and it's not It's not like for half an hour you're constantly going oh now he's saying shins now he's saying arms now he's saying whatever because it's not I'm not trying to overburden people with the information but what I'm trying to do is be constantly talking about it so that when you when you need that refreshing point I think quite a lot of comments I get is is people saying "How, how did you know that at that point I was starting to tire or how did you know at that point I I was needing to concentrate on my legs and it's like well actually I talk about this stuff the whole time but all it is is that they, at a certain point in the row you'll suddenly click with it and realize oh you know what there's some, something wrong with my arms and it's right at that point when I say now remember keep your arms nice and straight and it's it's almost I'm engineering that kind of focus back into the row because you suddenly go oh there's something not right yeah so I, I did there is this Sorry, I, I, go I, I understand that it's a very talky, especially when it comes to technique stuff. My rows are, are kind of, I, I, when I'm not talking about food or Van Halen or DJing or whatever, I am talking technique and things, but it is meant to be in a very friendly, passive way to just kind of let it you is. swim in and out of the, when you need to focus on it. So, because if I was doing that in front of you and I was coaching you, I wouldn't be going, now come on, think about your arms. I think about, for half an hour straight, but i think when you're when it's a row along and plus you don't want to be just rowing, rowing along in silence you kind of the whole point is that i talk away to keep you company to to entertain and, and work. yeah
1: and that's why i think you shouldn't say and you should avoid things like saying this is going to be a long row and it can be lonely you should know because you are the rowing companion <laughs> and i think that you could probably get away with making kind of uh, i don't know um this thought came to me the other day um where you could make a uh like a rowing podcast where it is about pacing and people listen to you as they are listening to the podcast
0: hang on what do you mean i'm lost
1: yeah i I screwed that one up didn't i so it's kind of like a, a row along but an audio version only i think you could do that well, I mean, I do have a podcast version of Roll Along. Do
0: you? What's yeah. it called? Roll Along.
1: <laughs> Stupid <laughs> question,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> basically, it's it's the same sessions, but ah, okay, but as, but as audio instead. So in, instead of needing to to, to put up a looking at my face and things, it's just it's exact. It's basically exactly the same sessions, but I just I just put them up as an audio podcast um, because. If only for the fact that not everybody wants to run youtube on um on their machine at the gym or whatever maybe because of data reasons or maybe they just don't want people to see what what's going on here so you can just stick in your buds and you just listen to me instead um the yeah well
1: people should not be worried about what other people are 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 thinking so you know one of the one of the nicest things that's that I've ever come across and I pass this on to my clients as well is why should you allow other people's opinions to become your reality
0: ah you should sit that in your fridge what's the,
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah. like, if other people's opinions shape your own narrative something's wrong you should
1: yeah yeah if you are on so I use two phones. when I'm rowing with you I'm using two phones right yeah so I've got um, I've got one phone in the in the cradle. Uh-huh. Um, with 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 the video on and the other phone is here um, with the erg, erg, erg De- I want to use the German pronunciation erg <laughs> data. Yeah yeah because they'd say erg, Yeah uh-huh. with the erg data um, uh, there. So I've got two uh, and I, I like it because it's like you know. I, I, it looks like I'm in the in in the cockpit of a, <laughs> a a fighter or bomber or something, you know. And it's great and it's fantastic. And so yeah, I told you I'm geeky like that. So I don't care what anybody else is going to think because I, in that moment when I'm connected with my rower and you, nobody else can touch me. Mm. And yeah. they they don't even I mean they may trigger something in my um, um, peripheral vision which causes my uh, peripheral awareness to go. But no, I mean, that's what I'm concentrating on. And of course now, because I'm concentrating on pushing the rower through the window and I'm looking at the Watsman Mountain and thinking, ah, you know, if he'd look at me now, he'd be turning in his grave, you know, because that's where his his lookout post was, up on the mountain. I look at him every day yeah yeah that's right yeah so um <laughs> or i'm looking at the swimming pool outside or something so, uh, so something like and there's always something to think you know am i pushing okay with my legs um am i returning the the handle quick enough are my arms straight enough you know am i coming from the the one o'clock uh, to the uh to the 11 o'clock position there's always something so you are never ever alone not even on those long rows because you're concentrating if you were just maybe concentrating on your strokes per minute that would be different but because you're thinking of your form and everything else and you're self-correcting and you're listening to your crazy jokes about what you're going to have I mean you're going to have a toasty after you're going to row a toasty yeah nice cheese and
0: ham toasty or a cheese and chicken toasty or something. with like a, a big big side plate or salad it's not just not just the toasty on its...
1: And by that, I, you know, and then I'm absolutely starving because I then have to walk <laughs> about three minutes to get to my apartment, and I'm thinking, God, you know what, what? So now what I do is I prepare a snack before I go because I think, is he likely to say something about food?
0: And actually, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I'll make sure, I've, after we've spoken today, I'm going to go and record one, and I'll make sure I make it food-heavy just to... <laughs> just, but I, I, I do realise, because sometimes it's it's off-putting... if carrots. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a carrot stew <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a zombie and carrot stew you know I, I yeah sometimes I, I don't know whether the food thing is is a good thing or a bad thing to talk about but the thing, problem is I, I don't plan anything it's not like I can sit down beforehand and go right today I'm going to start and I'll I'll, I'll end up talking about the movies about halfway through and I, I just sit down and start rowing and then and you'll see I mean the amount of times that I mess up trying to add like four plus three and I get that wrong because my brain's gone.
1: Yeah, but this is what, yeah, but this is what makes you, you, you know? And the funny thing was that, you know, you with all the algorithms and everything else and I've been looking at your videos and searching for them, you know, God, makes me sound like a stalker, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, all of these other row along videos are coming up now and there's this guy in him out. No, in fact, I'm not going to say it, but it's like, a two-hour row, which mm. is okay, I suppose, you know, but you're thinking, well, the way that he presents, the, it, there was just no connection with him whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, at the end of the day, you choose. And I thought what you said was a nice thing to me the other week. And I said, you know, I found your row alongside. And then you said, you don't have to follow me if you don't want to. Of course I want to follow you, you know, mm. because it's like you are my rowing companion and you are not just my rowing companion everybody else who is in that group Mm -hmm. yes they row with you and we we kind of like row together so I I think the value that you give is amazing and what you're doing is you are you you are um um creating radiant value because that that value comes from you it comes into us and then we then have the ability to pass that value on to someone else if we're going to coach them as well.
0: Let's what's, what's – I mean, that's – to be honest, you've encapsulated exactly why I, I do this. I don't do it. I, I'm not – I know I'm never going to be a dark horse um, i'm not going to be shane i'm, I'm not going to be um what's his name austin the to the training tall guy they've got their hundreds of thousands of followers and they're they're in this as a like a business that they're just they're they're it, it's how they how they do stuff whereas i'm just wanting to keep folks company i i want to row some sessions keep company and give it out for free it, it is a complete just listen have it just roll along and and, and whatever and like fair enough I do have the shop for selling t-shirts and I do I've started putting like affiliate links that if someone wants to just as a kind of just as an, an option but it's not about making money for me I've got a day job that I'm comfortable with and whatever and this is like a lovely hobby and the fact that that all these people have got in touch saying thank you for for giving me motivation to keep rowing through lockdown thank you for for us this stuff it's exactly what it's there for it's just it's out there for free. And the amount of people that say, why don't you add like a PayPal donate if you enjoyed this? Or why don't you do like a subscription plan of things? I'm like, I have absolutely zero interest in that at all. I just- Yeah, but why Why not? But why not? Because it's not what I'm about. I don't, I I, I mean, I get a little, tiny little bit of money from YouTube advertising that feels like a little bit of reward for people doing it, but I don't want to monetize this. I don't want to make money out of helping people and that's what right, right now, what I feel I'm doing is I'm helping people improve the rowing, whether it's that they improve their times or they improve the technique
1: or they get fitter or faster. And I don't want I don't. Here's, here's an idea for you. Sorry to interrupt. Well, no, I'm not sorry for interrupting you. If you had a a donate option, then what you could do is periodically when there's enough in that donation, you buy a reconditioned rower and you. You, you, you donate it to an obesity clinic or something. Mm, maybe, I know. But, but that's <laughs> what I would I
0: also, do. I also think, I mean, even putting the affiliate links and stuff on the YouTube channel, I, I don't want to have any pressure at any point where someone thinks, uh, thinks that they should be paying for it, if you get what I mean. And, and even having the option there, Someone could then start to think, well, listen, he's, he's got that there, and I've been doing it for a while, and you know, I, I probably should even give him a five, five pounds or something. I don't want that. I don't. I, if organically this grows and I suddenly get a, a lot more views on on YouTube and whatever, and I get YouTube adver- advertising, that's fine. That's all I could ever ask for. I don't need people to pay for this. I want to literally just, from an, an altruistic point of view, I want to put this out there for to. to to, to help people. And, and also it means it's a legacy. It means that in what, well, I'm, I'm next next weekend I'm 46. So figure, say I've got another 40 years on this earth, whatever, and I'm kind of making all these, eventually it'll just end up being this legacy that the kids are going to have. is I'm up, I think I'm about to hit 200 videos soon. And there's all of these videos that the kids will be able to go back and just listen to their dad talking nonsense while rowing. And it's not like, it's not like it's all technique and rowing stuff. I do talk about how Julie and I met and how my days as DJ and and drumming and stuff just to try. And it's almost like my autobiography on a rowing machine, but it's just great that it helps people at the same time. And I think there's a certain group of people that it really does click with this kind of non-confrontational, non-alpha shouty style of coaching where I'm just like, hey, let's just row a session together which is what I love your companion. I might rebrand the entire thing to, and I'll just, I, I won't call it row along anymore. I'll call it the rowing companion. Because <laughs> that's what But I wanna, you
1: are, but you are. It's like, okay. Now, I wanted to do a recovery row um, today because I did quite a brutal um, CrossFit workout yesterday and I'm sore, really, really, really sore. I should be ashamed of myself. And so um, there is a recovery workout that I do, which is seven rounds of sixty calories, um, and between each um, uh, interval, you take half the, the 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 amount of time that it took to row the sixty calories as a break. Okay, okay? and you should row you should row these intervals. Um, I would say now at 22 to 24 strokes per minute, because that's comfortable enough for you still to breathe through your nose. But Wilson, no, he gets on that rower. He hears some, I don't know, uh, Gladys Knight and the pips and he's like, <laughs> and, and he's gone. You know, you can't, you, you, you can't stop him. And then I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this, this one. And I like, nah, let's see what John's got yeah and that's why i was looking through your playlist on you know is there anything that resembles a recovery workout and i found one i mean things all the ones Um, i tag as bottom tier are
0: the ones that you that you just use as recovery it just flushes everything out mm -hmm. and just yeah and it gives you a chance to mentally i I think it's quite important to mentally decouple if you want to use that gwyneth poutrow um phrase sometimes we're constantly as rowers pushing ourselves hard Mm -hmm trying to get faster and longer and, and whatever. And the chance to just recover, to just ease off a little bit and just say, right, I'm gonna work on technique. I'm just gonna let the system flow here and I'm not gonna test myself. I try not to, although in the 2K plan, I called it test week. I try not to talk in terms of tests, like it's the 2K test. And whether I, t- I tend to say it's more it's your, it's your time trial or something I, i've tried to move away from tests cuz i don't want it to to feel that way that it's a test it's not like you're sitting down with a the, the all the weight of a driving test or an exam or something and i think um
1: yeah the recovery
0: thing's really important
1: you do it you do it very well you know and 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 it's like you 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 acquire a friend at the same time <laughs> yeah because it's like you know i'm not trying to well yeah i am trying to flatter you as well but i mean It's when I think of all of the rowing workouts that I've done, um, you're told, maintain these strokes per minute, Mm -hmm. you know, and they then go and move the slider themselves. Yeah. And they think, oh, you know, this is probably a better setting for you, but they don't explain they, they don't explain why you know um, and you th- then you think okay yeah whatever I mean I'm physically capable of doing this. so you, you just you, you just accept it but you give an aim you give an, an intention and a reason why and no matter how long that you're with it I mean if you want the hours company for, for you to hear your terrible jokes or something like this then you select a workout that is one hour or more mm-hmm. and you're, you're likely to hear the carrot joke
0: yeah i've got a, a zombie carrot t-shirt as well coming up which is going to be yeah the, the next
1: one i will definitely be buying a t-shirt because i, I need to do that before I, I i move to the caribbean so and that's my next challenge i've got to, i've got to source a new rower um for when i get to the caribbean wow is this a
0: full-on move move or is it yes you know, yes,
1: yes yes yeah wow I'm not taking the rower here, I'm gonna, because this one's mine, I'm gonna sell it to uh, my f- uh, former partner, because it's in the it's in the gym. And it's really funny because, you know, the guests will come in, they'll look at the rower, they'll look at the Assault Air Bike, which looks like, you know, I call it Satan's bicycle. Yes. It looks like it's gonna rip your head off and do something nasty down the hole. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll, they'll walk around it, they'll look at it, they'll poke it with a finger. And then they'll go and get on the stepping machine.
0: I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, I
1: machine, which is good for me because it means less servicing. And actually, I do con- I do consider them my 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 uh, training um, uh, devices. So I'm going to leave that one here um, because what I've noticed is that now we get a lot of CrossFitters. Well, when lockdown is over, we get a lot of CrossFitters coming to the hotel. Because you never get the assault air bike or a C two rower in a hotel. It's very rare that you'd find that. I know. <laughs> I know. I, was, I mean, it's something
0: that's going kind of to fall into the side. But I was about two years ago. I started up a, a thing where's my nearest concept two to try and. This is the concept two. The uh, US website is great where you can actually go on and, and say uh, what hotel or gym near, near here has a concept too, but there isn't an equivalent for Europe or, or whatever, and so I was trying to do it single-handedly. Trying to work out what hotels actually had a, a roar in the in the gym, mm. and it's and it basically just it's an impossible task anyway because of the amount of hotels that are out there. But for even the first few months, I was trying to do it. It's incredible how many people just say, "Oh, a rolling machine, no, no, no. All we've got is a treadmill and a and a stepper. That's all people want." And you're like, "Really? I think you're I think you're kind of missing the point of what a lot of people want here. I think this." Yeah, well,
1: you know, I'm on our um, uh, hotel. Uh, our hotel uh, the hotel um the facebook page using the the air bike and the rowing machine and people can see it you wow. know and it's really really for me very nice when somebody asks me because they automatically think that i am the hotel's fitness instructor you know i'm not you know it's flattering that they say oh you know are you the you know and i said no i'm not but i can help you know and and they're asking me you know can you help me with the with the rowing machine and blah blah blah? Or if I think, as quite often, you know, you walk in there and there's kids playing on it, and I don't like it when kids oh, are playing. Yeah. With, so I'll just break it in two and take half of it away. It's my pesky kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and these uh, the, these two, a farming couple, you know. She wanted to go on the assault bike, and honestly, she was she was great. Total respect. I told her this bike will kill you if you don't pay you. Like, ah, magnix, magnix, which means it doesn't matter. And she's going at it like this. And she, this is a guileless workout, you know, which means it was a it was a cool workout. But you know, it's it's but it's nice to have them there, and I would love to have a she a sheog, a Do you say ski skiog? Yeah, so I use the German pronunciation there. Um, because you know, we have a lot of skiers here. I mean, I'm right out here on Would the slope you, yeah, as well. And, and it's good, good training.
0: Yeah. I have got I've got the ski erg and the row erg in the in my gym. And ski erg is a completely different. I mean it's there's, there's no link between the two of them. But, and no. I, I destroy myself on the ski erg in a way yeah. that I don't I don't manage on the on the rowing machine just just it's just it's just it's, brutal isn't it yeah and 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 again it, it comes down to technique as well the small things like even if you don't get up on your toes it can the difference that, that makes or or trying to get your butt out in the right angle before you pull and all it just yeah it's a vicious thing.
1: you see what you just said there is what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation about technique and you're always thinking you're always monitoring yourself mm-hmm. you know yeah is my butt in the right you know am I on my toes yeah is my chest in the right position you know you're always and I just think that's that's absolutely brilliant because you then become more aware of what you were doing
0: yeah and the great thing about like both of those is that every single stroke is in. it starts from zero again so every mm. single so you take a stroke then you can reset go into the next one and take a stroke reset go into the next one it's not it, it's it, one doesn't particularly flow into the fair enough you've got recovery and things but it's not like once you start on a on a journey it's like if you're a bobsledder and you kind of you sat in it wrong you're kind of screwed from, <laughs> from the rest of you oh, yeah yeah when you're rowing every single stroke is a new opportunity to try and refine what you're doing and think of that that's the thing so if you do a 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute, that's 600 chances you have to try and improve the stroke. And I think it can get really tiresome if all you're thinking about is technique. I think it, you can, especially because it's usually it's a negative take you take on like, what can I do better? How can I, what's, what, oh, is my back correct Oh, it's not correct? So it can it can feel quite negative if you're constantly just analyzing your, your, your technique. But even from a subconscious- Really? Point, well, I, I think so. I when I I'm trying to think why I was trying to cure, I was trying to cure the, the, the a real over lean as in I'd come into the front and then I'd do this real dip forwards. Um, it's a guy Chris Leonard uh, messaged me and said, "Yeah, you've got a problem here where I basically I come to the front of the machine, and then I then do that to get more length out of it." And um, Chris is like, "Listen, you're gonna you're you're not." you're artificially getting length that you're losing power from so stop doing that and so I spent about four or five months just trying to get get rid of it and then I take a video of myself rowing and it was still there and I'm like oh my god and I could see on the force curve going wrong and I ended up hating rowing for a while because I was I missed the option to enjoy it because I was constantly analyzing and so I I wasn't doing any session where I just sit down and go that was amazing because every single one of them was like a was trying to fix something that was broken and i think it's it's important to do a few sessions where you just have a grin that meets at the top and you just absolutely love it and you and yeah you don't want to do anything technique wise that's dangerous but you just don't concentrate you just say i'm just going to roll for even if it's like a 1 minute time trial i'm just going to go for this and love it um i think it's important to to not stop loving it because you're trying to be better at it that's kind of yeah
1: yeah, but for me, it's like discovering rowing for the first time. Mm. So it's it, it, it's there's this novelty factor that I feel. I mean, it's really great. And um, yeah, I, I mean, let's see. I mean, if I get to, when I get to Nevis and I don't have a rower for six weeks um, mm. because I don't really want to um, order it prior to me going over there, especially with, you know, I've had, three I've had four flights cancelled now oh, okay. um, If it's gonna be laying there in some warehouse you don't know what's going to be happening with it and and, and, and stuff. so I know there is one on the island or, uh, and I've used it. Oh wow oh, yeah. Well. You yeah, just it's about, yeah it's a really old one and it's it's I'm gonna to have to attack it with my uh, WD40 and, and, and do some stuff. I think it needs a new um, uh, monitor um, oh, wow. as well that they haven't maintained it very well. But I want to take CrossFit to the island oh, no. uh, on the sister island. There is CrossFit already, but I want to do something like community games and get schools involved and things like this. And you never know, I might get some some government sponsorship and get a few uh, free rowers out of it. Well, that's a good idea, actually.
0: Make sure to speak to Concept too at the same time. Then just do, do remember right now. I mean, wait times for to try and buy a new one are. Uh, I think they're up at like three, four months now. To get on the waiting list to get one so unless unless you have a, a connection somewhere yeah so, yeah all
1: right fair enough then let's let's move on but yeah um anyway right when you are known when you are known as the um, the kilted presenter that's a good which point is, uh, yeah, yeah um, good point. In, in, in crossfit people are giving you stuff it's like this brand here i love this. i love this this is supposed to be a crossfit brand but the t-shirts they don't breathe they're horrible they look good on you but they're like, I mean, you can't even row in it. I mean, I normally wear a row bare, um, um, bare chested because I don't like all the sweat going into my T-shirt. Yesterday I did, was it yesterday, the day before, something like, I did use a T-shirt because I took the rower out and I put it on the outdoor swimming pool and it was actually quite cold. So that was okay. But this, it's, it's made of some material that doesn't really, really breathe. But yeah, they want you, yeah, because they want, you know, they want... Um, their products to be seen on camera um, in front of uh, the um, people. Unfortunately, uh, the big events last year were cancelled because of Corona. Yeah. And um, if I turn up in shorts, they will say, "Where's the kilt?" <laughs> <laughs> the kilted presenter. Yeah. Because they don't they, they don't expect it. you know, a big tall black guy wearing a kilt doing CrossFit. They don't. you know, Yeah. Just don't be. get me. Just don't. Just don't get me to um, demonstrate a handstand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've often thought about uh, trying to make one of my roll-on videos in a kilt. But I just think it'll be dangerous. To, something's going to end up getting caught under the seat.
1: No, it doesn't. It won't. I've, 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 I've tried it. Okay. I've tried it, and it, it, it. it <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't what's really funny is on the assault air bike have you ever used an assault air bike before Yeah,
0: it' pokes all the all the winds gonna be
1: here yeah, for, yeah. for... And, uh, and if you're wearing it traditionally i mean your man's sausage is popping about everywhere you know and it's like <laughs> I've got... know, yeah i tried i tried that so what you have to do is you have to get on from the back okay you have to get on the back, from the back so the the apron goes between your legs and then and then it's and then it's okay
0: you don't you don't want anyone to see your
1: carrot <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but i mean it, it's it's but it doesn't look good rowing in a kilt doesn't actually look good either so no i know I could, oh. my question to you you row with
0: just socks how yeah. come two well two reasons um uh, number one is uh that i don't want I, basically, I used to everywhere I wanted to go around doing races and things. I'd have to take. I used to use Adidas Powerlift shoes, completely flat soles and and whatever. But I'd have to always take them with me. These Adidas Powerlifts, and then ended up being that if I was going to the gym at lunch or whatever, I'd have to take my Adidas Powerlifts because you want to make sure that you're rowing in. If 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 I was going to train in some pair of Nikes, then there's they're different because they're thicker soled and and so. So I was like, I, everywhere, so I'd, I'd, I have to always go with these Adidas Powerless. And then if I forgot my shoes, then suddenly I'm like, oh, should I row today? Is this, uh? And so for that reason, I thought, you know what? Stop relying on your rowing shoes. Um, so that was part of it. But the other thing is that you get a much better, or at least I get a much better feel of connection. At that point, when you you come to the front, your heels come up very slightly, and then you push with your foot if I'm in socks, I can feel every single fiber of my foot connect to the foot plate. Whereas in shoes, because you don't really get that sense, that sensation all the time, um, you can kind of, you, you don't realize that your heel, that you're actually pushing with the front of your foot and then your heel comes down and things. So that's the reason why. Um,
1: I have to try it.
0: Yeah. It, it, you wouldn't it, recommend doing it barefoot, would you? Oh, no, no. It, it, the only thing, the only reason not to do it in barefoot is the, the little ridges on the foot plate um uh, yeah can cause blisters and things but if you look at uh um the the world record the josh what's his face that set the world records um last year a couple of years ago um he does it barefoot and you'll see a lot of barefoot rows uh and i think you basically after a while you just get josh Dun- josh dunkley smith that was his name a lot of barefoot rows um it, it, you'll see them and it, it, your, your their feet must just get used to the the Discomfort of the ridge on the, the foot plate. It's the same as like your heels at first um, can feel a little bit bruised and sore just from wh- where your heel sits down in the kind of that little cup. Yeah. But again, you do what I did is I did a couple of sessions 10 minutes long, I'd stick my shoes back on. I do a couple of sessions 15 minutes long, stick my shoes back on. And now I'm I get used I, to it. Yeah. And then I happily do half marathons and, and all that stuff in, in them. So it's yeah. And I, I do feel it tidied up a lot of my. Mm. posture and power control issues
1: so it's not for everyone but because i'm a barefoot trainer i I train i train if i can train barefoot i will train barefoot so all of you know deadlifting, back squats front squats all of my um because i was told that when you train without when you train barefoot you're also training your stabilization uh uh, muscles in the in in the soles of your feet and since i've been doing that i've had no problems with my knees okay all right all of the problems that i you know because i thought this is ah actually when i first started doing crossfit because i thought oh no i I can't squat my my knees are too bad you know but it's not so there were so many people out there this is what i've really learned i may get shot down in flames for this who think who think they have bad knees when in actual fact, it's a muscle imbalance, either from the quads or the calves pulling the kneecap slightly out of um, um, out of alignment. So th- th- they're out of track. So it's not that and, the, knees, uh, the knees wrong. It's just that the the muscles are pulling it in. Absolutely, absolutely. And so when you do the right mobility, and I used um, in those days, I was uh, following a, a CrossFit physiotherapist called Kelly Starrett. And um, anything that you, he could fix with a um, a foam roller or a lacrosse ball, I would say that within four weeks, my knees were like, I, I, it was like, no, something's wrong. That You know, they're, they're going to break or that pain's going to come back. But no, it's all about mobility. But what do you do? Oh, I've got pains in my knees, and then you go to the doctor, and then you get a—is it a cortisone injection or something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like yeah. this? And then, oh, you know, what's your insurance? Number? Well, we'll send you off for a knee replacement and everything else, and it's all about that. When it's most, I believe that most cases are unnecessary because of the. Well,
0: yeah, stuff, I'd, I'd recommend trying trying a couple of sessions barefoot then, because
1: it might help with that kind of sensation for for putting. Yeah. It through. I think yeah. Um, yeah. The next thing was that um, there's a movement that I do, which is to I do a thoracic spine twist when I'm down in the bottom squat. And normally, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm very flexible because I, I work on my flexibility every day. Um, but normally this is the only movement that I think, oh, God, here we go again. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get it. And since I've been doing your rowing, I can hit that movement perfectly every time wow and that's why I texted you that question the other day do you think that rowing actually does complement your mobility
0: I, well yes it's a, in, a, in a it's a very linear movement that's the thing mm. but it, it's going to free up here like it, every now and then I, I put my psoas muscle into spasm you know the, the one down right about your l2 and um uh, and rowing helps. What we, we would have thought that kind of hinging backwards and forwards would have been bad for. It. Actually, it helps to kind of like soothe it while I'm rowing. Whatever. Then when I stop, it kind of goes back into spasm again. But um, Do you stretch it as much it? as I can. It's a t- tough one to, to stretch. It's all about bending over and tucking my chin and flicking my toes back and all that kind of stuff to try and get that sciatic nerve elongation to then hit the psoas So that's what I was told. That's what i do and it helps so
1: <laughs>
0: i'm gonna send you a video
1: <laughs> yes it's from josh at strength side um but yes yeah so, but
0: you know i think it uh, it, it certainly does from, from a linear motion point of view it opens yeah. other than up and it's very very nice and, and fluid it, there's no because there's no rotational aspect to rowing you have to kind of throw in that i mean again i mean i'll do plate twists as part of and it's incredible how if I don't do plate twists for a couple of months, the, my ability, I'm, I'm down at like six kilograms right now. So I'm like, oh, Because I've got just, I'm all about doing this. Even the cycling that I do is just about that. And skiing is yeah. just about that. This, I've got no rotational functional movement at all in my training. What other training do you do? Well, it's, well I, so I... I um, cycle, ski erg, row for all the cardio stuff. And then, uh, it's, then it's functional weight stuff for the rest of it. But like I said- Because you've got some biceps
1: on you, haven't you? I can see your biceps.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for, for a little lightweight, I've got, yeah. They, they come and go, to be honest. It all comes down to how much training I'm doing. So um, right now I'm doing no uh, no weights, no resistance stuff at all. So it's all from rowing that I've got anything that, are, that resembles a bicep. But when I do the weights and I'm actually sitting and lifting bicep curls, I can get re- nice and big, but it's, it pushes me past the lightweight weight because I, I end up putting on muscles that it, they're great for the beach, but they, you don't need them for the rowing machines. So, um,
1: <laughs> Unless you take your rowing machine down to the beach like one of my friends does.
0: Well, that's going to be it, it. When lockdown ends, that's my plan, you know, is to, to start going on tour with the, the rowing machine, go up to the Scottish hills and and film a couple of videos in there, and and whatever, that could be fun. Go in down. a kilt with the wind blowing from from, <laughs> yeah, exactly. from in front of you. <laughs> a <lot> of <laughs> yeah. Right, listen, I, I think we're yes. gonna cut, cut this short because um, I can hear my kids yes. uh, all baying for food, I'm
1: afraid. Um, so- I do have one final question to ask you. Good, go. Okay. Somebody who is um, setting themselves up in rowing for the very, very first time, mm-hmm. What would be three things that you'd tell them? Uh, take it easy at
0: first, because again, when you go in and beast it, you're gonna hate it because you're you you're gonna be exhausted and not know what you're doing. So just ease yourself into it. Don't worry about when your backside gets numb. Everyone's backside gets numb at first. That's the, that's the one. Um, technique is king once you actually get used to it and you you decide this is something you want to do start learning about technique but don't don't burden yourself at first about it because just fall in love with it at first and then the other one's just drag factor make sure learn work out where you should be setting the weight of the machine what what number works for you 135 150 110 everyone should find their perfect drag factor and ruin that and then listen to other people but don't don't you don't have to kind of follow exactly what everyone says everyone's opinions are like backsides everyone's everybody's got one but it's not
1: always the done thing to open them in public <laughs> that's the one and i remember i remember the program where that it, it was called i think it was called the chancer was it all oh, right there was yeah i remember it. it was in the it was in the 90s finally then yep i would like you to give me a challenge Over oh, really? it, okay
0: well, just it's up for out of nowhere. Have you? Oh, actually, uh, did you do? Did you see my roll along challenge? About I think I did that one last week. The, the one that's the ten minutes. You have to hold twenty four strokes a minute for ten minutes. Okay. Right. So what, what I want you to do is set up the so go uh, uh, select workout new workout, and then you're going to go set time because you want it to time workout so ten minutes. And then when it says split length, set your splits to two minutes, all right? And then you row 10 minutes at whatever pace you want, but at 24 strokes a minute. And what you want to do is get all five of your splits. uh, You want to cover exactly the same distance for all five of your splits. So say you're rowing at a two minute pace um, to cover 500 meters, then all of them should say 500. That's and this challenge.
1: is you've, you've got a video for this, have you?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you search, I'll find it. If you search for row along challenge, you'll find it. And so you can cheat for stroke rate. You can cheat by doing it along with me, because obviously I'm doing it at 24 strokes a minute. So you might as well
1: just. Well, you're my rowing buddy. I can't do it <laughs> without you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the challenge.
0: <laughs> so you pick you pick whatever pace you want to do it at. That's the the thing here. So you just just dial into a pace at 24 strokes a minute and see how consistent you can be.
1: Consistent. I will go. If I can get it, if I can get in if they haven't locked me out, I'm
0: going to go and do that now. It's only 10 minutes of your life. It'll be fine. And then you'll be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine. Oh, Thank right. you very oh. much for your time. It's been great. Oh, and you too. Thank you for being the first one of these. Let's hope it works, eh? Oh. Right. I'm sure it will. I will speak to you soon and I'll see you on the world of Facebook.
1: Yeah, go and have your uh, cheese and onion toasty or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, cheese and chicken, thank you. Yeah. yeah all right. Chicken.
0: You have a great day. All right, Bye. Bye. Bye.